Hello and welcome to Rocket's Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. I'm Simone de Rochefort, supervising video producer at Polygon, and I'm here today with Christina Warren, senior dev- ed- oh, uh, oh no, it happened again, senior developer <laughs> advocate at GitHub. Yes. Senior Developer Advocate at GitHub and Brianna Wu, Executive Director of Rebellion Pack. I don't know what it is. I know we talk about this like every other episode, but I cannot. There's I think something Christina wrong with my brain. To change jobs to something that's easier. <laughs> Please no. Easier. Please no. No, if she was like vice president of something, that would be easy. Well, okay. Oh, that'd be great. Oh no, that would be great. So, so, so Martin Woodward, if you're listening, yeah. Please promote me. Um, Martin Woodward is actually vice president. So, uh, <laughs> well, he could make you the like vice president too. See, see, yeah, see, Assist- Christina Assistant Warren, the- vice president this, two you're of the GitHub. Plenipotentiary yes. of GitHub. Oh, that would be sick. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, all right, we've got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about what else but the story that has been splashed all over every website uh, this week, uh, the launch of Instagram's threads, Meta's threads, uh, Adam Aceri's threads. Uh, it's going to, there's a lot. Threads. As Just a, as threads. A, no, no, threads with an F. Threads. This is, this, oh. the, okay, this is what I'm taking to calling it. Um, uh, the, this is care of a, a Tara man who... Uh, uh, coined Freds and and I and I think that's uh, good. And, yeah, and Freds I saw you retweet something, Christina. No, no, Fre- what are Freds. we calling Fre- Freds with an F? Yeah. Um, uh, things within that. Do do we start this off? So <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, no, I think so. I think so. So um, so just just for quick primer, this is basically um Instagram's t- uh, Twitter. Hang phone. on, are you interrupting my I, I was. description <laughs> of the entire oh show to I, talk I, about I, the first topic? I, I, I was, I was. I apologize. Please, please, please go forward. All right, then next up, we are going to be talking about yeah. <laughs> after we talk about threads, we are going to return to another uh frequent uh, topic of the show which is Twitter's <laughs> bad week, uh, which is almost a recurring segment at this point. I think because we're going to be talking about threads for a yeah. long time, this will be this kind be of minor. A, a minor update. And then for dessert, we will be paying a eulogy to yet another piece of our online infrastructure that is crumbling in September, and that is Giphy Cat. If you are a boosty, a Rocket Booster subscriber who supports this show directly and gets an ad-free episode as well as a bonus segment every single week... Uh, we are going to have a little media community rant about a story that went up on io9 this week that was AI generated and bad, unedited. Uh, one a, a bad uh, corporate oversight decision over at uh, Gizmodo. So uh, stay tuned for I think what will be a a, a, a high energy spirited rant. <laughs> in our booster segment. Uh, And I hope that you enjoy. All right. Now, let's talk about threads. Okay. Would you like me to go through my my spiel? Yeah, people a little background just in case they've uh, been in a coma all week. (laughs) I'll do a little spiel. It was... Okay. Yeah. So, Meta's Twitter competitor, Threads, or Freds, or Threats, but Threads, really, uh, is open for posting uh, in select locations in 100 countries through both an iOS and Android app and through threads.net on desktop. It is another of what I'm going to call a Twitter-like app, which means any app where I will accidentally refer to a post as a tweet at least once, as, as whether we should. verbally or in my notes. As we yep. should. It's Kleenex. And look, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I, I'm interrupting you and I apologize. Yeah, no, and it's I'm, okay. I'm interrupting a joke that I'm going to make later. But like all like um, like funny, you know, quips about what we should call these posts aside. No, they're tweets. It's they're like tweets. It's like Kleenex. It's like Google. It's like Xerox. I'm sorry. They're tweets. Like it, they're not skeets. They're not anything else. They're not toots. Which honestly, honestly, <laughs> please Matt, don't let them be toots. No, that's, that's, that's Christina. <laughs> uh, well, to, well, toots isn't fun. Toots is cringe, as is most of Mastodon. And yeah, before you at me, I don't care. I'm more active there than you probably are. It's fine. I can call it cringe because it is. But like. Are you insinuating that fart joke is not high, like, tech language? 
I'm saying it's cringe because I'm saying that like at least Skeets is like funny. Like like Toots is just it's I'm sorry. That's like the well, lowest. Well, when we anything. launch clown forward social media, we'll have honks. <laughs> See, and that would be good. That would be good. But imagine intentionally calling something toots and not even it's a fart joke, but just because that was like your idea that, that that's like your brain's like backwards, like bad UX design. So mm. like Anyway, go on. <laughs> Let's have, have someone on from Mastodon to defend that. So Threads <laughs> allows users to make text posts of up to 500 characters as well as share photos and uh, five minutes of video. Currently, uh, it has no hashtags or functional search for anything but usernames, but it does feature some of the safety controls that are like have come to Twitter and also to Instagram over the years, such as limiting replies uh, on posts to people that you follow or people that you just mentioned. Um, as well as like so the word filters that Instagram also has uh, for like filtering words that you don't want to see. As The Verge notes, currently the main feed contains both content from accounts that you are following and recommended content from the app in true meta fashion. It does not as, at the moment as Twitter has, has have a uh, people you're following or for you tab. It's all in one feed. That being said, one huge advantage it has for the moment, <laughs> for the this brief window over its comp- competitors, uh, is that bec- is that it has no ads because it literally just launched, <laughs> um, and that will undoubtedly change if they get more uh, users. Currently, I think according to the Verge, they have two million since sign up uh, up from less than three thousand before it opened up. Oh no no um, no! It, it, it was yeah I, yeah I'm not sure as what of it July fifth. As of July 5th. As of July 5th, I was going to say. Because, like, within yeah, four hours. It's probably more now. With it, within four hours, it was, like, three million or something. It was it was crazy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The latest number I have uh, from July 5th is over over two million. So it could be three yeah. million by now, I'm sure. Um, but, 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 so it's available in over 100 countries. I'm almost done with my spiel. Uh, EU countries are not among them, which is something well, I think we're going to talk about. Uh, Meta has so been going dumb. through some... Yeah, suck it, losers. Meta has been going through some uh, data collection woes with the EU, which we will talk about later in the show. We'll expand on that. Uh, and while the app is like obviously not explicitly banned, uh, Meta is kind of sorting out how Facebook can you know, keep harvesting users' medical data in the EU before they launch a new app. Um, Threads currently collects similar data to Facebook as TechCrunch notes, health and financial data, location, browsing history, contacts and search. Um, and the EU has two upcoming acts around digital privacy looming on the horizon. Uh, so not having it in the EU while they while Meta figures out what the heck they're going to do about that makes sense. There are a few like huge umbrella things that I think we'll be talking about throughout this topic, such as the potential to hook threads into ActivityPub, which is something that has been said will happen um, as well as like, again, the relationship with the EU and privacy um, and I guess the the current ad free status. Okay, so that is the overview of threads. Lots to talk about. Activity Pub, EU stuff. Uh, how's the app to use? Are either of you on it yet? Yes, yes. Uh, the fact that you are not and you have the most Instagram followers, like by far, out of the out of the three of us. <laughs> How many Instagram followers do you have? You have like twenty thousand, don't you? I have nineteen ish thousand. Yeah. Okay. So here's why. Because I read the piece in uh, I think it was TechCrunch that pointed out that like if you decide to delete your Threads app or Threads account, your Instagram will also be nuked. And I was I'm not clear yet on whether that's that's if you sign up through Instagram or if you sign up like uh, on its own account. Um. So that kind of put a little bit of fear in me and then i since then i just haven't had enough time to like properly investigate that but that put a little bit of the fear god in me no that makes sense that makes sense although there are ways so i will say this the app which is janky and like not at all like well it's it's a few things one and i will i have to give them grace for this because we give other companies grace for this and and so we have to give uh facebook grace for this too scaling is really hard um, this is mm-hmm. obviously, uh, they're not calling it a beta, but whenever you launch something like this to this number of users at once, this is a beta. And like yesterday when it launched, it was giving errors like crazy and it was mm. not crashing, but it was definitely one of those things that this is what happens when literally millions of people sign up in hours. 
and yep. and which is which is the sort of launch that we haven't seen on any social network um in the modern era right like mm-hmm. we just haven't seen it happen and per your point i just double checked the numbers and per like three hours ago washington post says it is at 10 million now so right. you were well, very correct about right, that right yeah. so 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 10 million this is actually three hours ago no no but I'm, I'm just saying like it's so it, it it's a little bit jank and whatnot but um you know when i was like looking through some of the, the app things like the app is it's got some issues, but there are some um, interesting things, at least in terms of data portability and some of the privacy stuff. And I, I'm sure that they're going to have to, they're still trying to work out a lot of the kinks, uh, which which I think is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's... Um, Brianna, what were you yeah. going to say? I, I was just going to say, I think it's probably a mistake to assume that um, that's going to be the policy like two years from now, that if you delete one, you lose the other. I mean, this was really, really rushed out the door. There are going to be a lot of people creating multiple accounts on down the line. Like I was yep. thinking about making a, a Rocket uh, account. Mm-hmm. Right? Totally. So... Um, I, I I just I think this is a very early beta product, and you know Facebook is going to cram nine million tons of junk on there. That's not the there are reasons not to be on Threads. I don't think that's a really compelling one. The data policies are ex- exactly what you would expect from a Zuckerberg product. Um, but the the biggest problem that I have, and I'd love to get uh, your opinion on this, uh, Christina, is I stopped using Facebook like completely about three or four years ago because every time I log in, it is this clickbait, low-quality, boomer brain, like (laughs) bottom of the barrel, like uh, post-equivalent of a supermarket tabloid nonsense from feeds I don't follow every time I log in. And that's exactly what what Threads is, right? Like, I'm a sex-positive feminist, but I log in this morning, it's this woman in, like, a tiny mini dress and, you know, boobs out, walking down the street. Hey, good for you. Do your thing. I would like to follow someone before I see content like that, (laughs) right? You know, and then it's like, you know what I'm talking about, just the stupid imaginable right and and that's threads right now there's no way to like specifically like follow people um and see that content so my whole feed is like i haven't thought about i justine since like the the nils (laughs) right so it's like people like that or bill nine the science guy or like all these facebook safe brand celebrities that I'm just utterly uninterested in. Uh, it's just, it's trash because of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Adam Asari has said that they are going to bring in like a way where you can just, you know, see the people that you follow. This is a hard problem. I will say this, and this is one of the reasons why this is better than um, any of the other alternatives we've seen, even though it's unpopular with certain power users and and with, with other people who might have other like issues with, you know, big corporate social media, which, sorry, hate to break it to you, that's who wins. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, like Walmart wins, Amazon wins, Costco wins, Target wins. The small guy doesn't win. Um, that doesn't mean they can't exist, but they don't win. And 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 if sorry, if, blue sky. Well, I mean, they they, they, they raised eight million dollars, um, which was announced yesterday, which and and had like a partnership with Namesheep, and you know they decided to kill the health threat. And I really like blue sky, and I really like what they're trying to do. Damn, you know, like I'm glad they were able to raise money, and and that they um you know have like a, in addition to what they've already raised, and they have like a war chest. But you're gonna need it because this is you're you're literally going up against the juggernaut here. And the reason why is the onboarding experience from this. Like I, I totally understand what your concerns would be, Simone. Like I don't want to lose this account. Although a lot of the settings, which do seem to be separate, um, because I from from what I've been able to look into. Like you can take breaks and you can do other things and it doesn't seem to necessarily be tied to your Instagram stuff. You can export. Yeah, like you can deactivate. Yeah, and you can export your data, which is actually really interesting. Like that's something Ooh, I that I love that, seeing data. Yeah, well, no, I mean this is actually really interesting insofar as like you can export all of your posts, um, like from the app. Um, it does it in kind of a janky way. Like if you use Google Docs as your backup and why they chose Google Docs, I'm not sure. Then it creates <laughs> an individual like doc file for each one of your like tweets. So that's weird. Um, so don't do that if you've, you know, tweeted a bunch. But I I did I was still um uh, emboldened to see that because 
yes, that's probably a GDPR requirement, but like even Mastodon doesn't let you do that in an easy way. Like they let you export your followers and you can find a way to download your archive, but it's actually more difficult. So some of this stuff is okay, but the reason why I think that this is going to be, if any of these things takes off, is because the onboarding experience is amazing. And yep. this is why they also give you that terrible, like, for you page thing, because it's trying to learn your algorithm. So the more time mm-hmm. you spend, like, if you're if you somebody who spends a lot of time on Instagram, then um, as more of the people that you follow join this thing, you notice that the curated page you see starts to get better. Now, for me, I don't love this because I use Instagram for different things than I use Twitter for, right? So, like, the people that I – and the things that I like to follow on Instagram – are not the things that I necessarily want to follow like short text posts from people on, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. th- those worlds are sort of different for me. But the onboarding experience, which is so easy and it's so just kind of brings you into stuff and then immediately you can see all of your Instagram friends and choose to follow them back or uh, like automatically or choose one by one is so superior to anything else. I think that's why it puts you into that weird thing where then you're like, who are all these people? Because- the machines are trying to figure out who to who to show you content of. Yeah, it's got that dichotomy of like the the convenience, which none of the none of the competitors at the moment have, as we can see by everyday people posting on Twitter, like, here's my blue sky URL, here's my Mastodon URL. And it's like, oh God, I've got to copy that into the other app, blah, blah, blah. blah. It does make it super easy because it's already on Instagram. But as you pointed out, like there's a there is, oh shoot, there was a funny tweet that I thought that I had that I don't have anymore, but it was somebody going like, Instagram is where I go to be cool and chill. Twitter is where I go to have mental breakdowns and combining that I don't want to combine. Right, right. 100%. 100%. Exactly what you're saying about like the people you want to read short text posts from or the the funny ones who are in the midst of uh, a mental crisis. Right. I was already like, I can't wait because I think that we're probably hours away from the first person being canceled for their threads. And uh, because the cycle moves so fast, it does. And like, honestly, like, I, I can't wait like to have like a, you know, another like toxic gossip train. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry if I put that earworm in everyone else's head. Um, but, oh, but it's, God. It, it's, it's a great song. But yeah, we need to talk about toxic gossip trains some more <laughs> and some of the parodies that are out because I'm watching all of them. Oh, my God. Uh, so one one thing that threads also has uh that i found funny uh that the competitors at the moment maybe are lagging on is brands uh so my friend giovanni colantonio who works at digital insider uh made a, a tweet today it was compiling a list of these like very uh just so vanilla first brand posts oh, yeah. on threads Netflix going threads is kind of like love is blind because everybody is all about the engagement oh, Diamond yeah. emoji Star Wars this is where the fun begins Disney parks to all who come to this happy thread welcome and it's just like so I, I think to your point about like it's the big guy who wins this is the thing all these huge brands already have Instagram accounts with millions of followers yeah. it's going to get the celebrities who have Instagram it may it, whether or not they will be active on it depends on what they can get out of it because i think unlike when twitter launched however many 50 years ago that was a time when it, the internet felt a little more fresher and wild west and you had like high profile users making s posts just like the rest of us i think now that that will not happen on a new social network um, yeah. So there will need to be a return for these high profile like power users, like yeah. the, your influencers, your yeah. Kardashian. I, I the brands will just you. be there regardless wanna... because it's easy cross posting for them. Yes, Brianna. No, no. I just wanted to say I I, and I, I fully agree with you there, Simone. I, I do want to come back to this because I agree with what you're saying, Christina, that the biggest social network, like I, I understand the network effect and trying to onboard normies and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I do, I, I think you're minimizing like something that Facebook does that is also the fundamental problem with Twitter right now. Mm. Like the, the fundamental problem with Twitter isn't the harassment, believe it or not, right? The the fundamental problem with Twitter is he's tweaked the algorithm. So no matter what I do, no matter how many things I block, when I log into Twitter now, it's a bunch of 
Tesla propaganda and right-wing nutjob accounts that I see like disproportionately, right? And I, I cannot see the things that I want to log on to Twitter and see. Facebook has this exact same history uh, of doing this, right? Like I've been on Facebook since literally the beginning, since when you had to be in college to get an account. It's had plenty of time to understand what I like to watch and what I don't want to watch, right? It does default to this clickbaity boomer trash. And you know, maybe y'all have used Instagram more than I have and, and have a better experience with it. And I, I hope you're right. But right now, this experience, it's really stupid, right? And that's the fundamental problem. Sure. I am there to find smart posts from people I like and political take and breaking news and don't want to see Red Bull like putting up a dude on a bicycle through San Francisco <laughs> right. doing ramps, right? Right. No, I mean, and you're not wrong. But my pushback on that would be, I don't know. Like, I think that most people aren't on social networks for that anymore. Like, I think that that was in rem- like that that was and and if there is ever to be any future of Twitter that that would remain like its big value, right? Um, this is going to be, I think, the challenge that Threads has, which is how can you kind of serve these dual audiences? Because I will say, I don't use Facebook, uh, you know, and, and I haven't been able to use it as a normal person in in many, many years. And and I very rarely go on, and like it is literally my parents at this point, yeah. right? And and I have I have hundreds of thousands of followers on Facebook. Like it's it, I I could be taking mm-hmm. advantage of that. I I choose not to. Um, but Instagram is much more like TikTok in that it does learn pretty quickly who not to show you things with and who to show you things of, even going as far as accounts you don't follow, but things that you search, right? And and things that it knows that you engage with, but you don't follow those accounts for various reasons. Like that's what it will service. And so I I feel strongly because this is a Instagram product, this is not a Facebook product, that they will be taking those cues. The challenge to your point, which is, and and, and this is the fundamental uh, challenge with a lot of these things, is how do you build like a text kind of network in this way? Because I think that TikTok, and we've talked about this a lot, what TikTok has kind of been like the first in this this post-Web 2.0 era of social media, um, this whatever we're calling this next era, you know, TikTok is kind of the first of that where it's not so much about your friends and your social graph. It's about interests, and it doesn't have to mm-hmm. necessarily be something that you engage with. It can be something that you just consume. And so, which is something that even a lot of people, we, you know, we had a lot of conversations, you know, last year, you know, Kylie Jenner being like, you know, don't ruin Instagram and things like that, like, because they tweaked the, you know, the, 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 um, the pages to be more like for you. It's going to have to be something that they have to balance, which is, how do they keep people engaged, um, but also not pissed off, and also wanting to contribute because the, they're they're different values, and and so I'm curious how they do that. But I will say, at least from the interim, I mean, I think people will have to go through and modify who they follow and don't follow on their own. The onboarding process, which is the biggest hurdle that any of these services have, is far and away better. Like the last time mm-hmm. that there was an onboarding They'll process, get people this, trying it just because they already have right. Instagram. Well, I was gonna say, well, I was gonna say what's notable here, and and most people won't remember this, but I do because I've been on these things for forever. When Instagram launched in October of 2010, it had a partnership with Twitter because Twitter's API back then was not limited in this way, where you could connect your Twitter account and it would show you all of your Twitter followers who were on Instagram, and you could automatically follow them on Instagram. And I got like hundreds of followers immediately from that. Didn't have to do a thing. And it was great because back then, you know, your social graph and and those things, like we didn't have those separate worlds yet. And that was a massive boon to Instagram's growth. The day that Facebook bought Instagram, Twitter, Jack Dorsey, I think it was even who made the decision, like shut off um, that connection. Or maybe it was Dick Costell. I don't remember who it was, but they, Mm. they, they, they shut that off and they were like, because they'd wanted to buy Instagram. Twitter had, had made the approach first. And then Mark Zuckerberg came in at the 11th hour and was like, we're going to give you a billion dollars. And, and you know, 12 people in a company are like, we're, we're going to go with the billion dollar offer. But that yeah. was a huge thing, which is to say you can automatically bring in, you know, the the people you already follow. Like, we, we can't discount that. No one's having to go through, like, third-party Feta Finder services or anything else. Like, you literally 
already have for sure people and it's not even people that you like interact with like for me again my page and i'm just getting better as the day went on better insofar as i was like i know why it's showing me these people i actually hate these people but i know why it's showing <laughs> them to me because we have mutuals and we have things in common and like i don't necessarily want to see casey newton's post because i find him very annoying as a person but I understand why they're suggesting him to publicly me. publicly on our podcast. I am, and I uh, don't care. Let's take care. a brief break before we talk about, I think, Activity Pub and the EU stuff to tell you about Squarespace. Because this episode of Rocket is brought to you by Squarespace. Yay! Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything your products, services, and even the content that you create. Squarespace has got everything you need all in one space. You can now make the most of Fluid Engine, Squarespace's next generation website design system to unlock your creativity more easily than ever before. Start with a best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or for mobile. You can stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine. It is built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace website. Once you've done that, uh, let's say you launch your website. Oh, you start selling your products in an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools you need to get started selling online. And your customers get flexible payment options. You can make checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and offer customers the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. You can do anything you like. It sounds like they've added some sick things for people who are like doing commerce through their Squarespace websites. And I know that a ton of people are because I run into these sites everywhere on the internet and I think that looks nice and it's easy to use. Hooray. Makes mm -hmm. me happy. Check out squarespace.com for a free trial today. And when you are ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash rocket and use the code rocket to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That is squarespace.com slash rocket and the code rocket when you decide to sign up and get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for us here at rocket. Yeah. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. But on dum bump. Oh, um, real, real quick note before we get into the yeah. EU stuff. Um, uh, J Jane Wong, who um is like the famous um, reverse engineer um, extraordinaire um uh, for first, she uh, moved from Hong Kong um to San Francisco earlier this year, and we didn't know why, and now we do because she is building threads. She is on that Yay. team. Oh, that's cool. So that's, that, awesome. that's actually, I think, a, yeah. that's a good sign in terms of their yeah. engineering. 100%. Heck so yeah. before we move on, um, yeah. I, I'm actually not done talking about threads. Um, yeah, yeah. We can oh, have I was going to continue talking topic. about threads, but go Cool. Um, so, Simone, you are the Instagram expert on the show here. So I have some just nuts and bolts questions for you. Um, how big an advantage do you think it is if you have a really big locked-in Instagram audience to kind of port over here, because I was coming from like 100 Instagram followers because I've used it like maybe seven times in a decade. Um, mm. Do you think that that's going to, I mean, it, it seems to me that's really going to have a, a consequence because a lot of the, the tech political heavy people I follow, that doesn't translate to Instagram. Right. No, you're absolutely right about that. And I think that's where we get in, like like Christina was saying earlier about how the if you've built an audience making relevant tweets on Twitter or funny tweets or like tech related tweets, reporting tweets, that's that definitely has never translated to Instagram. And I know I use Instagram for something completely different. Mm -hmm. I think it would. What do you use it for? Well, so I mean, just posting photos about my life. I don't use it professionally at all. I'm very bad at it. So no, like, you're for very me, good at it, and actually. Well, thank you. Um, I did just download the app because I realized that I do still use my Facebook and my Instagram, so they already have my data anyway. But mm -hmm. I think more importantly, Brianna, your question leads me into what I did want to talk about, which is this theoretical like future um, activity pub hookup. Because yeah. eventually Meta wants this to hook into ActivityPub, which is the same decentralized protocol behind Mastodon, which would mean 
interaction, obviously, with any ActivityPub networks and easy account migration. And Adam Masseri, I believe in the interview he did with either Casey Newton or The Verge, I don't remember which, possibly both, mentioned their, like the trade-off being, yeah, you could have power users who get uh, miffed and then decide to leave with their network, but that the the trade-off of having, you know, having that be decentralized and having other content on it is worth it. Mm-hmm. And I I'm I think as we mentioned when we were talking about like Mastodon earlier this year, I, I think that's pretty cool. And the idea yeah. that it would be easy to say share to to be on Mastodon and have your uh, what are they called? Toots <laughs> visible to your audience on threads um without then you know potentially like being involved in the facebook data harvest or the meta data harvesting infrastructure is cool the idea of cross-posting like theoretically to tumblr and wordpress who also kind of say they want to play ball again this is all theoretical um is also very cool so and, and it's i think in general a good sign that a large company like meta is considering like okay the 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 trade off for removing a bit of ch- hacking a a chunk out of our walled garden is is it could is pay worth dividends it. yeah yeah no I agree with that I mean and this was my point I was trying to say earlier about the fact that it it does like actually make me happy that whether it's for GDPR reasons or whatever the case may be like the fact that you do have an export ability already for these posts right like that right. that that's a that's a huge thing um it is it is using ActivityPub. There's weird drama here. There are a number of Mastodon instances who I think are ridiculous and I think are not acting in their users' best interest. If users say this, fine. But I frankly think that a lot of the Mastodon server admins have um, admin complex and need to get over themselves where they've gone on record basically saying that they will ban like any sort of federation from any product that Meta or any company that maybe they have like uh, philosophical disagreements with. And I'm sorry. If... You know, if a user wants to make that decision, I think that's fine. I think that as an admin of a server for you to say, well, I chose this instance and the admin has is, is on a power trip complex and doesn't like this thing. So I can't follow my friends on Instagram on this other network. You know what that makes me do? It makes me not use your network, literally. Yeah. That, that's how you have people only yeah. using, you know, um, yeah, threats. and Eugen Rochko, uh, the CEO of Mastodon, had a really great blog post just going over like, <laughs> so if if Threads joins uh, or yeah joins uh, ActivityPub, like, will they be able to get my data or track me? No, obviously not. Will they be able to show my ads? No, obviously not. <laughs> right. He, he didn't. He did. His tone was not a, as snide as I'm being right now, but it was just like it, it was right. very much in the like. Well, yeah. They're they're doing their thing over here. We still have our thing over here, and this is actually good for us. It, it is. It is. I mean, and I think that this is this is again like um uh, to talk about a a past sponsor, but a, a company that I love a lot because I think that they've been doing this stuff really well. This is like where I think something like microblog really shines yeah. because they are really being, in my opinion, like the true API between all of these services where hopefully, you know, um, uh, you know, Threads does become a more proper Fediverse kind of at least player so that you could theoretically like have one of your accounts and post all those things, but also follow people you know, and um, th- this w- I genuinely hope they do and that they don't, you know, walk this back somewhere five months um, down the line. I don't think they will because yeah. it's built on it. It is built on it right now. That's why they already have kind of the web thing. Like, like yeah. their, their core infrastructure is there. Could they remove it? They could. I think that that would be enough of a lift that it would be difficult. But like, this is a good sign. And this is where I would oh, I would have maybe hope for things. Um, so Ice Cubes, which is a Mastodon app that is open source and that I really love. This week they announced um, uh, like beta support for Blue Sky. So there's a Blue Sky Feta oh, cool. um, um, like Feta bridge um, connection. So you could use the same app to post. Uh, you, you still have to post separately, but you could use the same app to post to both Mastodon and Blue Sky. Now you could imagine a scenario where you could also potentially have another client that is posting to Threads, right? Like that that it wouldn't necessarily preclude you from having to use that official app, depending on how they implement these things. That I, I, I'm sorry, I think that's really exciting yeah. and is a really yeah. good direction. It, if you claim that you actually want these decentralized services to work, you have to accept the fact that there's always going to be a, a de facto centralized instance. 
But I think for all of us, the best thing would be to have those players adopt these open standards so at least you have an exit ramp. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask a couple other yeah. questions to you, Simone. Um, so something I'm obviously very interested in is uh, getting verified again, right? Like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, that meaning something, <laughs> unlike, <Yeah. laughs> a, <clears throat> unlike it does on Twitter, that would be super, super helpful. So what is the process for that like on Facebook slash Instagram nowadays? Okay, <laughs> tell, tell me about it. It's that. impossible. No, 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 it's actually not. You pay. Um, they, they have, they have a whole verification process now you pay. Um, cause, uh, I, I will pay. How yeah, much um, is it? It, I, th- I think it's like, I think it's like 12 or $13 a month. I think that they charge separately um. for Facebook and for Instagram, but Instagram will, mm-hmm. will, will, um, uh, work for threads. And I know this because, um, front of the pod, uh, although I don't know if, if they listen anymore, but, um, uh, MB, um, they, um, I saw on their threads, like I noticed that they had a blue check and I was like, are you just fancy or what? And they were like, no, I just wanted to see what the account verification process was like. And literally it must've taken them, you know, like, like five minutes. So what the process is now, it's really simple. Right. Well, here's the thing. They did offer, uh, unpaid verification for a long time. I believe they may still do do, for important accounts, which is why I say it's impossible because I tried many times. I'm not going to pay. And it is impossible. <laughs> you have to really prove like a business interest and you have or to actually level be famous. Fame. Like like I yeah. like I'm 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 verified. I'm legacy verified on Facebook and and Facebook again. And I think they do it for this or Instagram too. The way that they display it is actually way better. Like where they say this was a verified. This is a legacy verified thing. Coming back to it, it, one of the problems I have with this is, you know, Instagram, because it's so popular, particularly with, uh, you know, women, it is so hard for me to find a username that was good, right? So, like, the one I used to have is, like, oh, yeah, Brianna Wu, and I I probably spent, like, an hour trying to find something that, uh, like, is Brianna Wu but worthwhile, and and that's really, really difficult. So I ended up with Brianna Wu says, which isn't great. So like the blue check so people good. know mm-hmm. it's actually me. Like at least for the beginning, like because Christina, your experience with Google Plus, that is very much my mission right now on threads. Right? right. This is the gold rush. The the like spending a lot of time on Blue Sky at the very beginning got me in the recommended algorithm, and now I just get a ton of followers without doing anything. Right. I want to be that same thing on on uh, threads. So I think like if I have to spend a hundred bucks to for temporary verification to like ride that algorithm a little bit at the beginning, like I'm playing a long game here. I use Twitter or at least I used to before the Elon Musk era for my job. Right. Right. To get political messages out there. And the idea of me being able to get political messages out there tied to the Facebook um, ad like experience. Holy crap. That oh, is yeah. extremely professionally appealing to me. Oh yeah. So I, I appreciate your principled stance, Simone. For me, I'm more than happy to pay if it helps get me above the the trash. Yeah, that's like, the thing. Level I don't want to be I don't want to be famous. <laughs> right, right. No, but, but but I was just gonna say, Brie, like I, I think that for you, this what their plan is, and they rolled it out a few months ago. I mean, again, like I think that to me, like it is funny to me that I've seen people who are like, I'm going to join Threads because I'm going to stick it to Elon, which is the dumbest possible reason to do something. Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you have a problem with one billionaire, like, let's be very honest here. The reason why this is compelling is because, like, and I, I personally think that, like, Mark Zuckerberg in a lot of ways is scarier than a lot of other people. And I've said yeah. this for years because he's competent, because this is a yeah. competent company. They are competent. And and the, the proof of that is that they have actually, I think, like shown how you could turn paying for verification into a cash cow because businesses have, have proven to pay for it. You can do these other things. And for someone in your position, absolutely, it would be a boon. Um, and I, you know, they, they've said before, like, like, and I think you get like better customer support. Like they, they've kind of hinted at how it works with the algorithm. Like it doesn't necessarily... Um, you know, juice it the same way that like Twitter has promised, but I think it does give you an advantage. It certainly gives you, you know, a check mark. And, you know, um, they did have legacy verifications for a number of, of journalists or, or high profile accounts and celebrities. 
like my Facebook account, which is this is what's interesting. I think this is what it says for Instagram too. It says a verified badge now means an account has been verified with a valid ID and may not be well known, you know, um, and, and and tells you like what that was. Like mm-hmm. you can sign up and, and then like when you go to learn more, like it literally tells you that it used to mean something else. And so like it's very clear about like what that process means, but there is a fairly easy way to sign up like in the settings to to verify you know your identity and then and get and then get that blue check. So for you for what you're doing especially with ad stuff because that is not clear yet how that's going to work on threads but I'm sure that that will be a component like that's going to be massive. And again, I know there are many many people who listen to this podcast who are going to completely disagree with my take on this stuff because they are like philosophically opposed to many of the things that Facebook does and also the way the social network works and I get you, I hear you. I love you. Thank you for being idealistic we as like a collective like tech contention we are not the target audience for this and i think that's why this is going to work yeah i mean just one more thing there uh, to me something that's really really appealing about threads and christina completely back up everything you're saying there um but to me it's like this really broad audience mm-hmm. the way twitter has devolved into at least for me and this this trend has been accelerated under Elon Musk is it's amplified the cannibal left, right? So if I'm trying to do political stuff for my job or get consensus on on things, I can't talk about like broadly the accomplishments of the Biden administration because that's going to go nowhere. Right. But if I'm talking about like Anna Kasparian and her recent drama with the left, that's going to do crazy well. Right. right? It, it's ample. Like the political people that I am talking to for my job are such a subset of a subset and half of them don't vote and it's anonymous accounts. And it doesn't matter anyway. Sorry for the swear. So, so the idea of being able to reset this for my work and go, hey, we're going back to a broad audience here mm-hmm. that I can talk to. Yeah, I can tie ads into it. Yeah, I can do political fundraising. Yeah, I can reach normies and I can put out statements on current events and journalists can see it, right? Right. Like yeah. I know Mark Zuckerberg is crazy, crazy, crazy problematic, but this is like it, this is what I'm paid to do, right? This isn't like I don't have the I, I don't have the luxury of being super idealistic in what service I use because I only want to talk to 100 people, right? Like, I'm trying to win a damn election in 2024. So, you know, I am going to invest a ton of time here. And I, I appreciate the people on Mastodon. They're, like, screenshotting that permissions that it's asking for every single time and going, like, how can you yeah. use this? He's a terrible person. You're right. He's a terrible person. He's asking for too much data. Like, if you care about this stuff, you should stay away. It's helpful for me. And right. that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah. I, this I, sounds like a good stopping point, I think, to yeah. move on to our sorry, next sorry, topic. Sorry. And we will be, I'm sure, as we continue to use it, because, again, I did just download it finally. Do I really have to freaking manually confirm everyone who followed me before I no. sign up for the app? Uh, okay. Not, not, not as long as um, it is uh, public. It is public. Okay, yeah, this is a bug because I ran into the same problem. And no, 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 they'll they'll, they'll all be there. They'll sort it out. Okay, cool. All right, moving on. So while Threads, obviously, uh, is having a large debut with uh, its tens of millions of users, it has been a weird week for Twitter. A couple bonkers changes were made. Not all of them stayed. Uh, Elon Musk says they are limiting the number of tweets you can read a day. The numbers keep changing, much like the number of people who have signed up for Threads. Initially, though, it was uh unverified accounts can see 600 100 tweets a day new unverified accounts get 300 verified users got 6000 tweets to read a day that has since changed i believe the last number i saw was unverifieds get 1000 whole tweets to read a day for example so it it, it keeps shifting but um with the the limits there for a brief time, though, oh my God. it wasn't possible to retweets at all no. unless you were logged in. A change that was quickly and silently walk back, walked back, I think, after a, a day or two. Uh, both these changes were made. The reason that has that the, these changes have been pinned on is, quote unquote, extreme levels of data scraping and system manipulation that I hear allegedly have affected the real Twitter, the real user experience. 
Um, and while it is absolutely you know, undeniable that large language models have been farming the entire internet for words to eat, Twitter is also, it must be noted, a site that has lost half its staff due to layoffs, including many, 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 many engineers that kept the site stable. Um, I've, I find both these changes particularly hilarious, given yes. the beautiful irony that Twitter is the one to popularize infinite scroll as a concept, which uh, it has been confirmed undeniably over the last many years that that is what keeps people engaged on your website. Yes. Um, It's it's, it's also hilarious to me that the ostensible CEO of Twitter who's been trying to, who we all know is not really the CEO, um, who's been trying to win back all the advertisers and everything else, like she's literally been in meetings like since she started trying to be like, oh, come spend money with us, do this and that. You know what's a great way to convince me not to spend money? When you say, well, the number of people who can see your content is going to be limited because people can only view X number of tweets a day unless they pay me. Also, also, if you're not logged in, you can't see any of my content, which means in that infinite scroll, you're not going to be able to see my ad. Also, also, um, by doing these sorts of things, like my my tweets that I make and other things can't be embedded in applications and are not working with search. Like that seems like a great thing as an advertiser run business. I just, I just think that that is tops. That's a, that's a Mm -hmm. great way. Whereas we've discussed, like I was just saying, there is, if you hadn't completely tanked your whole value proposition, if you would remain like in, in like if you pretended to not be a tyrant for two seconds, you actually could have turned a paid Twitter option into a real cash grab because there is a real like yep. value there. Like you could have actually had like, oh, another thing that they've, they've confirmed that they're doing, which is a lot of people off because, you know, people um, don't learn is that TweetDeck is going to be a, a, a Twitter blue only oh, feature. Yeah. And and that is a power user feature. People have been begging to pay for TweetDeck for years. I've actually even said like seven months ago, eight months ago, when when they started, like, and I, and I stand by this. I think that I think it's too late now, but I think that they could have turned Twitter into a very profitable SaaS company, SaaS meaning software as a service, if they had um, created like an enterprise version of TweetDeck and it started charging. Um, you know, per seat for it because social flow and a lot of those other things charge more than Adobe does per seat. And so these these tools have real value. But at this point, now you're just nickel and diming people. And so, um, you know, like you, you, he could have actually made money on this, but every mistake he's made, to me, it, it it's it's really an interesting dichotomy looking at how, let, let's be completely honest, kind of a half like rushed together copy app already in my mind like if they just were if they just stay the course it's this this could so like 10 million users already the like, advertisers the, will be there because the, the, the advertisers 10 are users already there. and they're already Facebook there is, and they're yeah. already there they're already paying for for instagram ads they're already paying for facebook ads they're already getting that data they already have that yeah. engaged user base like so so if you're twitter how are you going to convince them to come back like what is your value prop oh we have more edgelords Oh, also, we're going to be precarious about who can and can't see our stuff. Like, are you kidding me? Like, no. And we're going to change it willy nilly. And like every time they do something like this, no matter, it doesn't matter that they walked back uh, not being able to see tweets unless you were logged in. Like the number of people, again, who have been posting like their links to their blue sky, links to their Mastodon, links to everything else, because they like the confidence that the platform is going to last j- is decreasing day by day. And I think I've been on the record as saying, like, I don't think it's uh, I don't think there's ever going to be a day when Twitter like, oh, totally explodes. Nobody's there anymore. Like, it, but a slow it's a slow bleed and like a, a going people going well, what do I really do here anyway? Maybe I won't check it as much. Like every every time you have something like this, people go, eh, maybe I'll just like take it off my phone. And that's a you, that's a loss. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't need to be a dramatic implosion, um, not to be topical. Uh, <laughs> but I'm bummed. I mean, it's going to be exact. Yeah. What's the what's the quote? How did you go bankrupt slowly and then quickly? And, 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 and then I mean, all that's what it's yep. going to be, yeah. right? Like the future of Twitter, in my view, is going to be right-wing nut jobs and um, you know, Tesla fans, right? Like there's a, enough of a cult of Elon that's always going to exist. And it's going to be over there and it's going to be trash. I think there's a, a wider mourning that's going to be taking place here about mm. the, the death of 
a place on the internet where everyone was. Yeah. Because that's what yes. the old Twitter used to be. Journalists 100%. were there because it's where the conversation is. Let's be really clear. Like in the future, I think if you're really, really tech centric, I think that a lot of people are going to be on Mastodon to the point where if you're in the tech industry and you want to connect with people, um, you know, it, 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 you're going to need to have a Mastodon account. I do think that's going to continue in some point, um, you know, no matter what Threads does. I think Threads is going to end up being the very, very broad place that people are going to go. And God knows what's going to happen to Blue Sky if it survives. I don't think the odds are great, right? Um, but there, there's not going to be like a central place to go to from now on. As far as this individual story here, um, I was really surprised to hear y'all y'all talk about, like, do you subscribe to some of these, I wouldn't say conspiracy theories, but there is good reason to think, like according to a thread by Yoel Roth uh, over on Blue Sky. I don't. I don't. Uh, Talking about them kind of monkeying around eh. with the rate limiter, which is one of the most locked down parts of Twitter. Do you think there's any truth that they like had a capacity issue and threw it on there as like a pretext? Um, yes and no. I think that there was a technical reason why something broke. Uh, I don't think it was associated with the Google Cloud thing at all. A, I had this on very good authority. Google. Well, I didn't say Google. No, Cloud. no, no. I, I, I no, I understand yeah. that. But but a lot of people that Yol was replying to, and also we should note Yol hasn't worked there in eight months. So I I don't consider him. I a, do a not know source. actually what you're talking about at all. So can, uh, well, the, 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 okay, you, you, you'll uh, used to run a, um, like a trust and safety at Twitter and um, was not an engineer. I, I should point that out. Um, was yeah, I, you know, I'm sure was much more um, knowledgeable about the infrastructure than I am. But to my knowledge, was not like a site reliability what engineer. Is the- post that was made. He basically was trying to, because there's a lot of conspiracy theories. Why did this break? I think that it's conjecture. We don't know. Um, and, and some of it was that, that maybe like they were DDoSing themselves because the rate limiter was broken. I, I There's there's a lot of stuff I saw there that I don't think backs up. There were some people who claimed that this also broke because um, the Google Cloud contract came up. That, that already weeks ago, they'd already settled that. Um, and, and I know for a fact that they weren't using Google Cloud for anything, but I think like logging and some other stuff, like they were using their own infrastructure for posts. So I have no doubt that there was a technical problem that was involved. I don't ascribe to the conspiracy theories. And even if they're true, I mean, just just being straight up honest, Yol hasn't worked there in eight months. He has no idea what the current infrastructure is. I don't think Elon does either, but like, I, I don't take any of that. Like I, I would take a person who worked there a month ago but I'm not going to take somebody who wasn't an engineer on their like like infrastructure team. I'm I'm, I'm not going to take their their I, I conspiracy feel theories because at all. I mean we're not close friends, but we we know each other, right? Sure, we we talk. Um, I I feel compelled to point out he wasn't just like a trust and safety person that was on that team. He spent an entire career working at Twitter, sure, and then rose up the ranks. He to was but, 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 but he didn't work Had, in infrastructure. Hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. He also spent a lot of time working with engineers to develop a lot of the features um, that, like, were the improvements in the post-Gamergate era, like bot detection sure. being one really good example of that. So um, I hear what you're saying, that he's not there right now. I think that broadly, like, understanding how Twitter is working, what the legacy code base is, and making, I wouldn't say a conspiracy theory, but an educated guess about what the reason is behind that, I think we have a difference of assessment in what his credibility is. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say a, a, a friend of mine who ran literally was the senior vice president of engineering at Twitter um, did not find that credible. So okay. so I, I don't find, I, I think that there are probably truthful aspects of that. I think that there are definitely things that they internally screwed up and are then covering for. I have no doubt about that. But I think that trying to pin it on any specific thing Honestly, also, who cares? It doesn't matter. Like it, 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 the the thing is broken, and it's funny, but who cares why? Right? Like it's the the, the end result is the same regardless. Is that they? I think that we can all agree that that the claim that it's the the bots and the scrapers is a misnomer. Um, it's yeah. something you know went wrong, and now they've had to backtrack because it's happened at the worst time. But. You know, I, I, well, I, if you I, agree, it's probably a pretext. What is your objection my to objection, people coming out and making 
like guesses about be, what because that could be. I, because I don't think because I think what happens when people do that is that becomes factual, and and I think that is a problem because now, because then people That's report fair. it was I saw this that and that. With the Google thing, yeah. and, many, and many people say that, and 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 I think it's fine if you are if you couch it as saying this could be what happened, but I think trying to get very specifically and then trying to to you know text explain to people who don't understand how systems work. And to be clear, I don't understand how a lot of these systems work either. But I understand well enough to know what I don't know. And when I look at something that seems like, oh, this thing was misconfigured and that's what they did. Lol, how dumb is this guy as an easy dunk? Which I'm not saying Yol did that, but that's what a lot of people did. I find that, yeah. I, I don't think that's helpful. I, I think that it's, I, I just don't. I I Because I, 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 I think that we can agree it was probably a pretext, but I, I don't think it's helpful to like, you know, um, have have like conspiracy theories or to, or to, you know, put out like our own thoughts of, oh, this is what must have happened in the room. I mean, the, the truth is, is that Twitter's infrastructure and a lot of their engineering wasn't well designed and wasn't well maintained. And the people who knew how to control it were laid off eight months ago. So it's, I, I hear you, know. you. I think one of the real challenges in reporting this out, and you know, I had a, a row on Twitter with a, a New York Times reporter about this is like, who is your, who is the source in this case this credible, right? Because if you look at Elon Musk over an entire career from XCOM, um, X.com to today, he has a rich, 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 rich history of misleading the public about problems, right? Like anyone that reads about the process of starting up Tesla, even by Silicon Valley standards, there was a lot of lying involved. Sure. So, you know, when he comes out and puts out a statement on that, is is he credible? I don't well, think so. I, I don't think so, <laughs> but, then, I, but, but is, I think- Hold on, let me finish. Let me, can I finish? Sure. Then if you're looking at the CEO, the new CEO, is she credible? So, and I, I don't think so. She hasn't demonstrated that yet. So I, I think when you're reporting on this, I think it's a real challenge because who can you go to that has authority to right. like speak about this stuff? That's why I think we have this difference of assessment about Yule right. Roth. I well, mean, well, it would I'll be you, better if we could... Well, I'll tell you, I don't think Yule is credible. I, I will tell you that. Okay. I, I don't think that Yule... Even if he was completely correct, he doesn't work there unless he said, sure. this is someone who works there who told me, then that would be a credible secondhand source. But Yol doesn't work there. Right. So to me, you can't report what Yol said as conjecture as this is what happened. I mean, all sure. you can do as a reporter is say, this is what the CEO and this is what the, you know, the, the person in charge is saying. You don't have to make that, you know, make a claim that that's true, but that is what they're saying. You know, because yeah. it, it doesn't matter whether it was right or not. Like this, this is what the the leader in charge is saying. And, 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 and no, I don't think it's credible to say like what this is what, frankly, I think that it's bad reporting. And I saw a lot of places do this to get around the fact that you had a lot of people like putting in conjecture about what the technical challenges were to use that as a hedge, because the truth is we don't know. If you want to say there is unfounded speculation that people are saying fine as a hedge. But if you're the New York Times, for instance, no, I wouldn't quote any of those people because they have absolutely no basis to know anything. That sounds like a good point to stop and move on to what are we doing this week? (laughs) Brianna, what are you doing this week? Uh, I'm traveling back to Boston and working on uh, a big project for Americans uh, for contraception, which is going amazing. Uh, So I'm going to continue fundraising and working on media and trying to bring people together to codify the right to contraception nationwide. Heck yeah. Christina, what about you? So I've had the week off and um, took some PTO, and I'm working on a couple of pieces for Inverse around some big tech anniversaries, Ooh. and that's all I can say. One of them, though, um, Bri, I'm going to get with you offline and, and um, get your take on them because you are actually much more of an expert in it than I am. Um, <gasps> uh, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, very excited about one of them because a really, really, really big, monumentally big tech anniversary is uh, coming up in like – 10 days. I'm so glad to see you writing again. That's I've really, awesome. like, I didn't realize how much I missed it Aww, until I you. started reading it again for Inverse. Um, yeah, I'm just working this week. Uh, hey, where can, we've talked a lot about where we can be found online today. <laughs> where can I find you online, Christina? I'm film underscore girl on Instagram, threads, Twitter, 
and film underscore girl at mastodon.social. Yes, I'm still in Mastodon. Um, I've been having some mental health stuff, so I haven't been on social a lot, but I'm trying to get more active. And then I'm film girl at bsky.social or whatever it is, uh, bsky. Whatever it is, I'm film girl one word on Blue Sky. I'm film underscore girl everywhere else. Thank you, um, Threads, for respecting namespaces. <laughs> and Brianna, what about you? Just find me on Threads, please, or Blue Sky. Um, I am yeah, and those Wu links says, are in the show notes. Yes, I'm Brianna Wu says on Threads. Please find me. That is a good username, to be honest. It's a great username. Um, and I'm Doom Quasar everywhere. If you're a Booster subscriber, you're going to listen to us rant about uh, some ill-advised editorial decisions. <laughs> Not even editorial decisions, really. Just, yeah, AI decisions. Um, and thank you so much, Boosties. If you're interested in learning how you, too, can become a Rocket Booster and get more of our more of our words in your beautiful, beautiful ear holes every week, go to relay.fm slash membership. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. This episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 Terminated.